Scott and Liam versus Evil. So see if you were young, maybe about six or seven, and your family around the dinner table totally egged you on to chop somebody up with a chainsaw, would you do it? Like, in all seriousness, not, not in a, like, would, imagine this is actually happening, would you do it? Right, so am I with my family, or am I with the family in the movie? You're with your family, but you, like, they're as mental as the family in the movie. Right, then I'd probably do it so I didn't have my dad's dick in my mouth. Like, <laughs> if I didn't do it, uh, aye, I would do it just so I didn't have to suck my own dad off again. Fair enough. <laughs> would you do it? Um, I'd probably just do it anyway. I'm dating still sucking yeah, dad both, off. Both, yeah, both, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 85. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott, and don't mind me, I am just out of the shower, but don't make it too sexual, I've already dried my penis. <laughs> Is that what you dry? Do you dry your penis first? Yeah, well, you out? it depends what I'm feeling. If I'm feeling frisky, I dry it first, then dry my face. If you're feeling frisky? Yeah. <laughs> With the same towel, so you dry your dick, then your face? So yeah. you, you essentially rub your own dick in your own face? Yeah, why would you not do that? Would you, if you could bend over backwards and suck your own dick, you would do it every single day, so what difference does it make? If I could bend over backwards and suck my own dick, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to just be able to bend forward and do it, but to bend backwards just brings a whole new level of fucking Trapeza. Uh, fle- high flexibility. Uh, now nah, I see I've got a dick towel and a face towel. <laughs> oh, that's that's so Liam. <laughs> I don't. I know what it's been. It's fine. It can touch my face. Uh, so today is Scott's pick, and would you like to enlighten people who haven't seen the poster what uh, what the episode's about? Yes, everybody. If you're just listening to this because your podcast system has just automatically played us next after the last piece of shit you were listening to before us. If it was us, then it was obviously brilliant. But if it was anything else, then it was crap. You are listening to episode 84? 5. Right, 85, shit. Okay, you're <laughs> listening to episode 85, and this week I have picked Leatherface. Yes, we're going right into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise with a movie that should never, ever, ever have been made. It should never, ever, ever have been chosen for this podcast either. <laughs> but here we are. So, we'll play this trailer first, and then we'll just get battered into this eh, monstrosity. Trying to make his career. You want me to stop? Look out! What is it? I don't know. What? <gasps> okay, now make a wish. You ready for your present? go this instant he's not under arrest he's under protection what are you talking about i'll take all yours Verna. all of them the state of texas instituted an endangered child care program keeping them here is safer for everyone 
cop from here to New Mexico on the lookout. This is evil. He's putting down. You show him who you are. So, Leatherface came out in 2017, uh, directed by Alexander Bastillo and Julian Maury. Maury? Who cares? I don't even think we need to say their names because they brought this abomination into the world. Uh, so, Scott, why did you pick Leatherface? You um, absolute bastard. Well, I picked Leatherface because you were, you're constantly picking all these old-fashioned black-and-white movies. And I think, well, the people want, they don't want to always feel like they're going back to school so give them something modern and upbeat and make them feel as if they're just having a, a whimsical Friday night you know and this film was recent, released recently it got a, a massive cinematic release I remember the trailer um, and then I seen it was on Netflix so I thought eh, why not I think after watching this people would rather be at school they'd rather have the education <laughs> because this would just put you off horror films or films in general but the thing is, you don't need to. You don't need to take it with you. That having a having an experience where you say that wasn't that good, that didn't make any sense, that was terribly written and um, you know offensive to some people. <laughs> then you can say that's that that I now have that in my uh, psyche. I can now put it beside me and move on to the next movie. I like your way of thinking. Yep. It's it's totally wrong, but I like it. Uh, Leatherface stars Stephen Dorff and Lily Taylor, both who. And I will give a few plus points to Leatherface as we go through it. The acting of those two is very good. It's well, a very it is, high standard. It is a big budget, and Stephen Dorff is obviously a massive, a massive name in the in the world of uh, film. I feel as if he must have like owed somebody some drug money or something. That, that's why he got roped into this film. But I mean, that's his own personal life. I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I can't think. I can't look at Stephen Dorff without thinking of Blade. Yeah, because that was the first time I ever heard his name. First time I seen him in anything, and. Ever like ever since then, it's just oh, there's the guy from Blade, yeah, which is also an excellent movie. Unlike this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Leatherface. The synopsis is a teenage Leatherface escapes from a mental hospital with three other inmates, kidnapping a young nurse and taking her on a road trip from hell while being pursued by a lawman out for revenge. This is meant to be a prequel to the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it, the actual directors have never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they've made a prequel to all the shit that came after the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre as opposed to the original film. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'd probably, I would agree with you. <laughs> Another thing it actually does quite well, as we'll get into it, is it does make Leatherface look like the kind of misunderstood forced into these activities character which the original does and that's why the original is the greatest home invasion movie of all time as we've discussed before yeah but I also kind of don't agree with uh, your comments on on this movie but do you want to fight about it or do I just get get into your notes (laughs) we'll just get into my notes Um, (laughs) 
the the open, opening scene in this movie is this is the one I was talking about earlier. Would you chop somebody up if your family wanted you to? Like this, it's the the family around about the table, probably trying to um, give imagery of like the Texas Chainsaw family in the original movie sitting around the table at the end. But the opening scene seems like this film is going to make fun of people with learning disabilities. But it seems, but it seems though as if they're from a hillbilly incest family, then that's all right. Yeah, actually, I got that as I started watching this. I thought the same. I thought oh, Scott's not going to enjoy this because of the the kind of the the mental health thing that I think it tries to tread on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm sure you're going to get into. Yeah, I have. I probably have a few notes about that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> the trailer for this movie, if I remember correctly, suggested that Leatherface and his whole family had been murdered for years, but they were never caught or investigated until the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which I always thought was bullshit. However, there was more of a storyline. Uh, tied round about the whole that I remember the scene in the trailer where the guy gets stabbed in the diner and uh, I, I remember watching the trailer thinking if they're just like wildly killing people in public then there's no way that that family could go on until the actual original movie is supposed to have happened but obviously in the movie that's not necessarily Leatherface's family that's doing that that's someone else but um, this opening scene where they're, they're chainsaw chopping somebody up from years ago I mean it kind of I guess if you look at the whole franchise you look at the the, the sequel Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 when um, they're chopping up people and putting them in the pies and selling them the meat to the people to cook for the chilli and all that, that That maybe they obviously they have been killing for a while but it just seems like it just seems like they're, they're too blasé about killing that they've never ever been investigated yeah I think the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 a lot of that was kind of done a bit tongue-in-cheek, look, I think the, the, the kind of comedy elements were there deliberately for putting him in the sausage and Dennis Hopper running about with fucking dual pistols, but this is trying to make it really serious that they're, they're maybe like feeding the, th- uh, uh, the family the family, they're feeding the victims to the pigs and stuff like that, and I just think it falls totally flat. Yeah, uh, it, but it does. It doesn't land well at all. And like you say, your your suspension disbelief fucking done from the get go because you're like, well, immediately you would be you'd be caught. It starts off with the, the cop's daughter getting killed by the family. So immediately you would all be in jail. Yeah. That's that's like my next note here. Like I'm like, why do fucking idiots in movies always have to investigate things? If I narrowly miss driving into a pig creature in the middle of the road, I'd keep driving. Hell, even if I'd hit it, I'd still keep driving. But she gets out, the cop's daughter gets out, Betty gets out and goes and investigates it, finds it's a kid wearing a, a dead pig's head and a dead pig's body and he runs off to the side of the road and she chases after him. Betty deserves everything she gets. She does. Did, see, in the actual film, does it mention her being his daughter? Not until she's dead, I don't think. Because I only kind of got that from then reading up Wikipedia and IMDb after I watched this shit. Oh no, I definitely see it in the Yeah, no, I definitely see it in the movie, yeah. When the cop finds out and he goes mental. I know he's going mental saying, Is my daughter in there? But I thought, oh, he's obviously lost his daughter at a different time. I didn't put the two and two together. Oh no, yeah, I I, I did I put it together. Alright. Right, they must have told you then, because there's no way you just come up with that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically the they drop like a like a tractor engine on top of her. That's what they do, don't they? Like she's down in a hole, yeah. they just fucking drop a big heavy weight on top of her. Like just splatter like which credit credit where credit's due that's pretty fucking cool again though you would not get away with it 
And the fact is, the fact that the mental part of this is they don't get away with it. The police turn up and take all the kids off them because the police knows that they've killed his daughter, but the family stills there, the house is still there. Yeah, the folk that were actually doing the killing are still there. It's just the kids that have been taken away. Yeah. The worst fucking police work I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, so they take the kids away, they put them into like an institution. Now I can't speak for institutions in 1955 because they were definitely different, so I can't speak for them, so I won't. Um, but <laughs> but we see we see Lizzie and she's like a new nurse that's working uh, that's joining like the, the the forensic mental health team there. And uh, I can tell you one thing: Lizzie is not cut out to work there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in this movie, are they are they trying to humanise and justify Leatherface's behaviour? I think so. Which again is. This is this is what I was kind of touching on the other the other uh, episode there where we're going to get to a point where the nature of humanity is changing so much like over the course of the last like say fifty years you could see how people thought and how people acted and how people made films and how the the, the narrative was always geared towards like the bad guy getting his comeuppance at some point even, unless it was to the, unless a sequel was definitely on the cards then you would have them getting away like in Halloween or whatever but the the nature of people the amount of uh, like the way that personality disorders are changing now and people can be functioning personality disorders. A lot of successful people in business and whatnot are, do have variations of personality disorder. Um, that you, you will get these movies where you're, you're kind of made to sympathise with the bad guy. And you're like, that's that's you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to see Leatherface as a good guy. Yeah, unless you believe that it was a home invasion no, movie. Right. You can, has you, always been a good I, guy. No, you can... Like you say, like this home invasion thing, you say at the end, you can justify his actions in terms of them breaking into his house, but he's still a bad guy. He's still chopping people up with chainsaws. Yeah, like at no point can you look at him as an actual hero or idol or role yeah. model. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I guess that is what these films are for, especially this one, just to show you that, well, yeah, he's a bastard, but he was made a bastard by all these people, so maybe they're the bastards. And you do think. Well, no, they're not, because none of them are fucking gutting people. Yeah. Um, so we're in the we're in the uh, we're in the, the hospital. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to remember. My notes are quite shitty, to be honest with you. Um, how I've written these down, so I'm trying to remember what these scenes are. It's fine, Scott. Start as you mean to go on. Your notes are always <laughs> shit. <laughs> so there's a there's a scene where so the nurse basically kind of starts sitting down talking. She she get, she finds like a kind of uh, drawing towards a couple of the the patients. And one of them's, I can't remember what his name is, uh, but the other one's Bud. And Bud's this big, huge, fat guy who, for all intents and purposes, is Leatherface as far as we're concerned. Yeah. Um, and they, they talk about, uh, so Bud's like kind of non-verbal, doesn't really say anything, kind of like uh, Chief in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Kind of like you would think that he was supposed to be the the kind of fat brother at the start of the family when he was in the wheelchair and he's, chat, he's clapping his hands. And that's what I was talking, they were making fun of, like, like, learn about disability and mental illness you would expect that this is now bud yeah. uh, so anyway the kids are in the hospital are talking about ect about how the these kids with mental health problems are getting taken for ect and they discuss it like it's a chamber of horror but it, it's it's a it's a procedure it can only go one way it either works or it doesn't it's a tried and tested procedure that is still carried out today but is it yeah but there's been i thought i thought they'd done away with that no, like no, because it's, it's not cause that's the thing. Movies have made it into this big barbaric procedure. It's 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 it, it's not at all. It, it fully it fully works. I, I always thought it was actually quite a a kind of violent thing. I thought 
obviously not what you see in movies. <laughs> that that's not real. But I thought there was still like it was still a cruel for me. It kind of help the, no. the the outlawed in like Victorian times. No, 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 nope. See, that's there that's movies go. for you. Right. <laughs> um, Learn something new. Every yeah. day. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about when I went to see an ECT getting carried out when I was uh, a student. Um, so basically, what what happens now is you get muscle relaxants. So it's not as it, it was kind of more um, traumatic earlier on back in the day. Um, and but obviously back in like Victorian times when they didn't have muscle relaxants or whatever, you'd have people holding the bodies down when they were getting uh, the shocks. Mm-hmm. Um, this obviously made their muscles and you know everything go rigid. People did get snap bones and things. So this is where like the the narrative has changed from it being like a medical procedure to being something that can be scary and terrifying for for movies and films. Uh, so, but when I went to see it, the person got their um, muscle relaxant. They were put under sedation and they got their uh, their ECT. Now, this woman, you're, you're supposed to take it, if you've got false teeth, you take out your false teeth because you get mouth guards. And right. and uh, this person took out her false teeth. She had one tooth left, one of her front teeth. She had one of them, that was the only tooth she had. So they couldn't put in the the tooth guard. They had to put in the no teeth guard, which is harder. Um, and then when they when they done the shock, she, their jaw clamped shut and it bit down and then the one tooth she had left snapped off. This is the first one I've ever seen, so see the noise that that made? I have never heard a bang like this in my life and I thought that was actually part of it and it went flying straight up and then they couldn't find the tooth and they had to check that she wasn't going to choke on her tooth. Now that seems really? quite <laughs> that seems quite barbaric and horrible, right? But that was like uh, that was literally like a one-off. Like the, for all the ECTs I could have went and seen, I went to see the one that fucking a tooth snapped off. See, when you were a student, was it yeah. actually at like a real uni, or was it like a back alley thing where it was just some <laughs> some guy named Dave taking you to show you how they, they help you. mental patients? Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds fucking horrid. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, it's how it sounds. It's some some old woman losing the only tooth she's got left in her fucking head. Yeah, but she felt so better. What, what she was it? Up. What is it meant to do then? Just well, like stimulate brainwaves in such a way that it stops you having whatever issue they perceive you having. Yeah, it changes the the chemical imbalance in your head. So if you so if you, like, yeah, medications do the kind of same the same work where they they try and replicate a. a, a "Quote unquote normal balance of chemicals in your brain, um, mood stabilizers and the rest of it, and basically the ECT. They don't know. They don't know why it works. They just know that it does work. So that's obviously another like license for people to call it barbaric or whatever else. Um, but it shocks your brain. It almost kind of reboots your brain to to get back to normal, if you will. So if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, apart from losing your only tooth, what are the yes. what are the negatives? Uh, memory loss. Mm. See that? But, to me, that sounds like that shouldn't be a thing. And it's and it's and it's sometimes with some people that one of the side effects, the memory loss isn't like, oh god, I forgot what day it is. It's like I cannot remember my wedding day. Like it's like so, it's like chunks. It's like a, it's like things. Are, are they just doing this then on people who they it's, see as being beyond yes it's beyond a, any other help yeah it's a last it's, the, it's a last resort it's people who are going to die otherwise it's not used really nilly and then this leads to my bigger question what happened to the rest of that woman's teeth like, how, how come she only had one? Oh, I don't how know she was, she? I don't know I can't those are the details I can't remember I just remember the tooth <laughs> snapping off she's probably a junkie or something 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Back to this shit movie. Right, um, now... Right, this is my note here, right? So see if you can try and work out what I'm what I'm trying to say. This whole scene, this this whole scene, right? And for what? She just gets out of the hospital and drives away while the patients are on a murder spree. Is that the mum? Possibly. Like, Weatherface's mum. Or does she go and visit and set them off or she, something? She obviously the, the kids have been taken off her by Stephen Dorff because he's like, well, if you take fucking one of mine, I'm taking all of yours. Yeah. So the kids are at the, the institution. She comes to visit them, but the the kind of warden is like, "No, you're not allowed to. You, they've been taken off you." So she's got a lawyer saying that she still get rights to visit them. He is then saying, "Well, we've changed his name, so we don't actually know which one is yours." That's but right. Just to yeah, try yeah. to try put her off. Yeah. And then I can't remember what she does, but she she does something to basically instigate a fucking prison riot yeah which is when then the two the Ike and Clarice character the, the two of the patients start just fucking stabbing up folk yeah now it was the, it, it goes on to be a relatively brutal kill of the warden by Bud he just smashes the guy's face against the window but this is another thing that I don't get in, in movies why did they always say that fat means strong yeah because I, I know from personal experience that this doesn't mean strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, my, my little pot belly would be like fucking Hulk Hogan. I know, it's like I've got the, I get the, the, the raw end of the deal, man. Fat and not strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think that, and also, see if you hit somebody's head against a window with enough force mm-hmm. that you're like cracking skull. That head's going through the glass first time. Yeah. He he rattles that head four or five times before it breaks the glass. And that that's... Unless it is kind of... Uh, what is it like? The, D- double glazing? Even double glazing. Hitting him that hard, you still go through it. And b- back in the day, back in like 1955, it's going to be like sugar glass. You've got to go through it. Like you've got to, You can blow it, ping your way through it. <laughs> but they don't. So this movie is inaccurate. Yes. Factually <laughs> inaccurate. So they do they escape at this point? They escape the two the two kind of um, natural born killers, Bud and the main the kind of Jack, main guy uh, Jack, his name? Jackson. 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 They escape with the new nurse, uh, Lizzie. Yep. Now they when they escape, everybody that escapes is mentally ill or has an LD, except the one that fancies the nurse, and she's going to fancy him. She'll get struck off for that. She's only it's her first day, and she's already went wanting to bang one of the patients. She goes with them, like, willingly, far too easy. Yeah. To the point that halfway through this film, I then remembered that she was meant to be a nurse. Yeah. Because I was like, why is she going with everything they're doing and just, like, laid back as fuck as if, oh, that, this is a laugh. Yeah. I know. The, the character, her character is so poorly written that I think even the, the writers and that kind of forgot, oh, fuck, this lassie is actually been taken hostage. Until the end where she then tries to escape. Yeah. But she's not made any effort to escape for the fucking the, the hour in the middle. Yeah. She makes one kind of really shitty try and escape when they get to the diner, which is just coming up just now. But other than that, it's, it's yeah, you're right. She totally goes with it because she's hoping to get some D. <laughs> um, the diner scene, though, right, this what I was talking about. That isn't as bad as the trailer made out because you then find out that the natural born killers are actually the ones on the spree, not Leatherface and his family. 
but they're just sitting they've split up in the diner and they're sitting at two separate tables I think because they don't have any money they're, trying to, they're going to try and dine and dash I think aren't they well that's the, the plan before they walk in yeah uh, or no were they going to rob it is that what they're going to do I think the the, the natural born killers couple were going to rob it yeah. but I think the Jackson and Bud and that are kind of under the impression that they're maybe doing a dine and dash yeah because for some reason they still think that they already don't quite see what's happening here <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, so the natural born killers just start stabbing cunts, man, and just like they get, they think they get a gun off somebody, but see, ev- see everybody in that diner, right? Because this is in Texas, right? You're assuming since mm-hmm. the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody in that diner, one hundred percent, has a gun on them, and not one person thought to fire back. It kind of makes all the American NRA arguments to keep the guns pointless. Yeah, because if you're not going to use them, what's the point having them? Yeah. But we shouldn't say that because they were instigating people actually using them, which is where all the trouble lies in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes people need shot. The, o- <laughs> the only time you can shoot your gun is if you're in a diner in Texas and a couple of a couple of patients come in and they're going to start stabbing folk. Then you are allowed to use the gun. Yeah. Other than that, put the guns down. Yes. That's, that's a Scott and Lehman. Although I don't really yeah. endorse, I don't really endorse that the only people you should be shooting is mentally ill patients. So, so I'm not going to actually go with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's move on. Prisoners, prisoners for jail. Yeah, shoot prisoners for jail, man. They and what if, what if they're in jail just for like tax evasion? Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst, what? man. That's well, Pete, no, that's you get a heavier sentence for tax fraud, don't you, than you do for killing somebody? So obviously, it's worse. Aye, but like, I'd well rather shoot a pedo than shoot a, a tax evader. How about you know risk a pedo? I might be. Not anymore, you're not. See if I lose this, this Hulk Hogan belly. <laughs> I could I could well pass a 14-year-old. <laughs> Maybe shave my face as well. I would never tell you you weren't at risk for a pedophile. <laughs> you tell me every single episode how old I am. Aye, so I tell you you're a paedophile. I've never told you you're not at risk. I told you you're at risk of being one. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you're handsome enough that a pedo would want you. Yeah, I, I, I think I am. <laughs> maybe like a 90-year-old pedo who doesn't realise how young is young anymore. <laughs> uh, right. Wait, wait. So they, they leave the they leave the uh, the diner. They have a whole back and forth where Lizzie actually tries to escape and um, Jackson pull uh, holds him back, holds her back, and then they have a punch up or something. And then somebody should have shot them, but one of the one of the boys who does have a gun did a really shitty attempt at shooting them as they run for the car, and they all got away. Yeah. Somebody gets shot. Who gets shot? Uh, what's his face? Bud. Bud gets shot. Right. Um. Right, so they, they drive away from the diner and they find a trailer uh, and they go to this trailer. Now, there's a trailer uh, on one of the forest walks that uh, Lorna and I go with Bailey. It's well creepy, man. Who stays in it? I don't know. So you've walked past this trailer and you've never went investigating? You fucking joking? I'm not going anywhere near it. It's behind a wee, a wee fence, so I'm not going to climb the fence because then I'm trespassing and they're therefore prone to be caught up with a chainsaw. You've told me this. But I, I know, but the, the worst thing... That could happen is it's a pedo, and as we've just <laughs> specified, that neither is are fucking fodder for pedophiles. So you'd be alright. You you can't just leave a trailer there uninvestigated. Right. Next next time I next 
Next time I go, I'll either do a live video or a Snapchat video, and I'll, I'll show you it, right? Next time I'm, I'm out there. What if there's, like, fucking five bodies in there? Well, they'll just need to stay there. But you could be the guy that f- would find them. B- uh, Bailey would sniff them out if there were bodies in there, so we're all right. Right, okay. Right. I, I want you to investigate next time, anyway. Okay, I will. Right, so uh, they get to this um, this trailer, and then they're, they're investigating uh, Bud's... Uh, bullet wound now if you were Betty you'd just do a crap job at fixing his bullet wound and let him die yeah um, she she has forgot where what her role is in this entire situation and she thinks this is her best pal yeah uh, also the fact that she's uh, a nurse and thinks that she's uh, it's a calling <laughs> um, people say that but it's uh, it's totally not <laughs> this is fucking it's a curse <laughs> uh, <laughs> But she she makes a point, but she says talks about talks about the, the people that she's with, like how she knows them, and uh, I'm like, I okay, so it's her first day, and she's already quote unquote seen the charts. If it's any decent forensic hospital, she's not going to see the charts for a week or two because you want to get to know your patients before you find out what they've done. But that besides the point, even if that was the case, that's a huge hospital. How would she remember all that info? I've been working in my hospital for ten years, and I still don't remember anything about my guys. You you watch a movie and don't remember anything about it fucking five minutes later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, is that a thing though? Do you have to get to know them before you find out? It's what a bit. Done? It's a better idea because basically you should be to work in, a, in an environment like, such as the one that's in this movie. You should be non-judgmental because you're there. You're not there to judge them. That's people are in these places because they've been judged already by the system. You're just there to care for their needs and their day-to-day, you know, needs. So that's you, yeah. you, you can't judge them for what they've done. Otherwise, you know, it's. It's different from prisons. I think more case. I think prison guards will go about and act like big dickheads and like be have power over the the inmates. But not in a hospital. No, you shouldn't. I, I'm not in charge in my guys at all. I'm there to look after them. Yeah. But that's the way. I wish that every staff member would uh, remember that. But that's <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> um. Right. So the the leader, the skinhead leader of this group, he looks a bit like Scott Brown from the. That uh, Celtic team in Glasgow. <laughs> From that Celtic <laughs> team in Glasgow. <laughs> the Celtic. <laughs> uh, he, he looks like the... A dickhead, so that's so Scott Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're avoiding that one. <laughs> uh, there's a... I don't know what movie it was, if it's This Is England or something similar like that. There's a, an English actor boy who looks a lot like him, but I don't remember his name. I don't actually remember what programme it was, so... But everything I'm saying is fucking null and void right now. But he looks like that guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, uh, there's another murder coming up. This murder is a curb stomp. Oh, not before that, oh. they have sex on the body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think they munged the body after it? <laughs> it's been like yes. 40 episodes yeah. and they had to get munging yeah. back in. <laughs> yes, I think they munged the body. Why don't you remind the listeners what munging is? Munging <laughs> is you go to a graveyard or where wherever there's dead bodies, maybe the what? trailer behind Scott's house, <laughs> uh, and you get the dead body. You proceed to fuck the dead body as you would, because why else would you have it if you weren't going to fuck it? And you jizz up inside it. You then get your friend or co-host <laughs> to climb up onto the grave or something like a platform and proceed to elbow drop the body as you put your mouth over the whatever part of the body you fucked uh, and then all the juices, all the jizz, all the the insides of the the corpse 
rush into your mouth and it is meant to be exhilarating. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I've got a really, really strong constitution, and I don't ever get sick. And I can watch the most disgusting things and eat stuff that's that's like feels like jelly. But that story, that always makes me feel physically sick. It is the worst sounding thing in the world. But it is a if you type. No mine. one, no one has ever done it. No one has ever actually done that. But why? Why is it a thing then? If you type "mung" into Google, M U N G. If you type "mung" into Google or "munging." The, there is the description of that, so it's obviously been done. It's it imagine it's as a thing. It's imagination. There is absolutely no way you you find you do the internet search and find me a real video of somebody munging, right? And then I'll believe it. I will also be sick all of your house if when we watch it. But other than that, I don't know how easy it would be to get a video because you'd obviously need to be like the fucking dark web to get a video of it. Well, that's your task before next episode. And no, because I end up in a downward spiral on the dark web and. Like I, I'll keep I'll keep chasing this uh, rabbit down the hole, and it'll go places where none is none is wanting me. Yeah, but it, I suppose it's a way to fucking spend a Saturday night. All right, if you, if like you're a goth and that. But you, young us, see see if you told us about money at like fourteen, like just before the cat house hanging about, I bet you'd be like, do you know what that actually sounds quite good? You'd shit you'd shit yourself, and you wouldn't actually do it, but you'd probably be. I'd be up for it. It's, I, you, I, I, wait, I'll be the elbow dropper then, right? You've got to, like, you've got to like Macho Man Randy Savage. It though, it's got to, it's got to land directly into like the kind of soft bit of the stomach because obviously you need to have enough force to propel the juices. That's out. fine, just as long as I'm not on the receiving end of my jizz mixed with dead body juices. That's uh, that's fine with me. Do you think you could do like a chain mung though? So when it comes out the body and goes into one mouth. They then, then snob- snowball into somebody else. Aye, they snowball it into your mouth. <laughs> fucking disgusting, man. <laughs> you fucking picked this movie, so. <laughs> that, as, soon as, as soon as there's a dead body and people having sex on it, I'm going to bring up mugging. Oh, God. I think it could also, also be merch, because I think we're the only podcast that have ever brought that up. So it should be Scotland Lee vs. Evil, and on the back it just got mung. Question <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that in the group and see if we can sell any. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then there is a another killing, and it's a total American history X style curbing. Well, see, this is what my note says: the curb stomp was done better in American history X, and that was about twenty years ago. They could have well have made it look way more realistic in this movie. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think you'll ever get a better curbing apart from doing it in real life yeah. than American History X. Yeah, I think this tried to show you too much of it, and that's what brought it down. Whereas American History X showed you right before it, and then just the fucking sickening crack of the skull, and that makes a way worse picture in your head than the Leatherface one, where it kind of shows you. I think it showed you a bit more of the gore. Yeah. Sounds like you weren't listening, Scott. <laughs> no, I, I totally, I, I was, I was definitely listening. Yeah. <laughs> remind me, remind me though, who who did the kill with the cup, cup stump? The the skinhead natural born killers boy. And it was Bud. So Bud oh, took yeah. him out. That's right. That's right. I'm with you. And so then Jackson and a nurse who thinks she's actually a patient. 
go to try and find him and they find Bud lying out in the grass with the, the kind of crushed skull body just like kind of lying sleeping next to it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, it cuts to, it goes to a scene where, or it, it, they talk about the cop who's out to get them, Stephen Dorff, and somebody said, he's a corrupt cop who's out to get kids into trouble. And I was like, what, like the child catcher? <laughs> no, he, he was a, he was pissed off at a family's involvement in crimes, one of them being the murder of his own daughter, and them always getting away with it. That's why he's so hell-bent on catching you, you wee fucker. <laughs> right, what happens to the lassie? Do we know? The, as in the nurse lassie? No, as in Natural Born Killers. She gets... So she's walking about the woods... I think this is when the police come to try to find yes, them. Yes, that's right. Wait, are we hold on. Are we, are we... So three of the... Jackson, Bud, and the uh, nurse, Lassie, all hide inside the, the deceased body of a of a cow, which that cow has to be some fucking size to fit a grown man, a grown woman, and a boy that looks the fucking size of a Citroen Berlingo van. <laughs> How did like that, they, that has did, to be a massive fucking cow. Did they also kill the cow? And no, no, the cow, is, the cow is lying dead, but they look at it, and you see the police coming, and then the police go past, and then the cow kind of flap opens, and they all climb out. It, 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 like Unless it's fucking Mary Poppins' handbag, they do not <laughs> fit inside that cow. It is a, it's a ridiculous scene. I don't understand why they done it and thought, oh, this will be fucking believable. Unless the cow is an actual fucking transit van, they are not fitting inside it. <laughs> the, my question is, how the fuck did they manage to get Betty inside the dead cow and to stay quiet slash still? Blood holes! <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's another thing. She goes along with everything that they do. Yeah. She's totally forgot that she's meant to be a hostage. Yep. Oh. But then, because that's where they've had the is it Clarice is still walking about, and she gets caught with uh, the police officer who is in Game of Thrones and also in whatever that new Marvel one that we're on Netflix that nobody really cared for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the punching guy. Yeah. What, what was that? At one fist. Iron one, fist. Iron fist. Iron, iron fist. fist. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he catches her. And then Stephen Dorff appears and she's like all kind of freaked out because she's trying to find Scott Brown. Yeah. <laughs> but she can't. And then she insults Stephen Dorff and his daughter and says something like, oh yeah, yeah just your, like your fucking whore of a daughter. And he shoots her in the fucking face. Yeah. So she's gone. Now, something happens to Bud. This is my next, yeah. this is my next note. Bud gets killed by one of the cops, I think it's Stephen Dorff, then shoots Bud. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess the biggest quote-unquote twist is that Bud isn't Leatherface. I'm like, fuck, wow, okay, very good. <laughs> and then I guess the, then the, the family are killing cops. My next note is just killing cops all over the shop, this family, eh? Yep, and then feeding the cop to the pigs. So they are feeding a pig to the pig and it's so fucking on the nose it's like what is this fucking 12 year old filmmaking who, who are we who are we rooting for in this movie like when you're watching it who is who is supposed to be the hero I honestly think you're meant to be rooting for Jackson and the nurse yeah which is, is a love story I which uh, your point at the start is fucking ridiculous because why should you be rooting for this guy yeah absolutely not there's 
there's um, so this is about the point when we get to he makes it back to his family. Now he's been he I don't know what his name is supposed to be before this, but obviously they say it's it. Jebediah. Jebediah, right? So he goes back to his family. He was just like six years old. He was Jackson was the wee kid who was told to chainsaw up the person when he was young and he never done it. So then he goes through all this experience and then he goes back to his family and he said an injury on his face. Now I'm not happy with this as an origin story for Leatherface. He gets shot uh, in the car, like the, the policeman shoots him and the bullet goes right through and kinda like goes through his mouth and his face just before they get to the house. I didn't, I didn't notice it went through his mouth because I've got here one facial injury and he becomes that. I'm not buying it. How does he eventually triple in size and then become non-verbal by the time the 70s come around? But if he was shot in the face, they would argue that's why he doesn't speak anymore. Yeah, he's, he, he, so that scene's quite well done where he kind of turns around and looks at the nurse and it's basically a bit of kind of like the Joker where his mouth is like yeah, elongated just because the bullets went clean through it. Uh, yeah. The, the effects and the makeup are fucking well done, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. I think as a as a prequel story to the character Leatherface, it, it's fucking nonsense. Yeah, um, so you, we see that we're back at the house, and then uh, Betty, the nurse, she's like captured, and you think, well, there's obviously no way she can get away since this family's all still living in the same house for the original movie to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we get the kind of escalation of from when Jebediah was too feared to use the chainsaw when he was a wee boy to him now coming out with uh, some kind of like leather mask on his face to hold his face together after being shot and he comes out with the chainsaw and he chainsaws up Betty mm-hmm. just b- before that they do like a kind of chase through the woods mm-hmm. with the chainsaw and it's exactly like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake yeah uh, like the kind of early 2000s one but, which was which- a good remake it is, but they're they're ripping it off with this kind of chase. Yet in that remake, Leatherface's character was called Thomas Hewitt, and this is called Jebediah, whatever the fuck the name is. I can't yeah. actually remember. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't get where I don't get what timeline they're meant to be following. Is the it, the is Moonlight it not, Chase uh, Sawyer? Do they not call them Sawyers? Is that Sawyer? Right? The, aye, uh, so it's Jebediah Sawyer. The remake was Hewitt. But they're not. They're nodding to the remake with the the, the chase scene. Mm-hmm. There's like a few scenes in it as well. Like there's a long dolly shot and the the bulb. See like the noise from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the flash bulb goes off. Yeah, and it's like that kind of haunting. Yeah, they they do that a few times. So they're nodding to the original and they're nodding to the remake. But as as far as like the, the timeline goes, those aren't in the same universe. So. This, this movie's so convoluted. Like I don't, it doesn't know what universe it's what it wants to be in. Yeah. But yeah, he it, then comes out with yeah, the muzzle thing and a big, a rapid escalation in his mental well-being from the quote-unquote only sane one in the asylum to wearing people's faces. Yeah, and that that's another thing. The the mask he makes at the end with her face and Stephen Dorff's face, it's quite an impressive, quite an impressive sew job. It for your first, well. for your first go. <laughs> If you're first go, you're, you're doing well. But this is then meant to lead on to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And if yeah. you remember what Leatherface's mask looked like in the original Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, this is fucking light years beyond that. <laughs> yeah. So wh- why why did he then go backwards and he became so shit 
it's sewn that he decided just to paper mache a face and draw rosy cheeks on it in it was, the 1974 version. It was obviously all the uh, HGH he was taking to um, grow in size. <laughs> human human growth hormone. Ah. Somebody told me about that, about how it, the, you, you take it to um, like bulk up, but it properly like resets you and it's like your dick grows and your but your, your fingers grow and all that as well. And your feet grow, he says. The person that took it says that's what happened to him. However, I didn't question or ask. I says, well, when you get to a certain age, your bones fuse off so that you can't grow anymore. But maybe maybe this resets them, I don't know. I never took it because as much as I'd love a bigger dick, I don't really want to be any bigger than a size 11 feet. So it's yeah, like that's, pros and cons, that, you know? Yeah, that's a like fucking Andre the Giant feet, man. Any, any bigger, two sizes bigger and need specially made shoes. I'm surprised you don't just fall over when you try and walk. I'm, I'm in proportion. <laughs> so, but see, if, you, if, you're taking it to, <laughs> if you're taking it to make your dick bigger, your fingers <laughs> would need to get longer. Just so you really get, I, I to get a good hold of it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> if I if I next see you and you've got these gigantic long fingers, I know what you're. I know what you've been up to. <laughs> Big fucking salad fingers. <laughs> Hello. I like rusty spoons. <laughs> I like to touch them. <laughs> the feeling of rust against my salad fingers is almost orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, there, there was there's a couple of bits in the movie that there are, there are plus the effects look good. The makeup looks good. The cinematography is actually quite nice it's there's some bits of it where it's kind of it feels more story driven which is in keeping with the original because the original had very little gore albeit it is meant to be one of the goriest most shocking films in history it had very little gore so it keeps with that at times and then shits the bed and then just becomes like torture porn and just this convoluted nonsense storyline that ah. This movie sucks, man. Yeah. Do you want my final summation? Yes, go for it. The movie's a mess. We are unaware <laughs> We are unaware of who we're supposed to be rooting for throughout the whole movie, with the emphasis placed on many different characters throughout, with it being an, an origin story, and that we know they don't get away or get, uh, they don't get caught. They've essentially gotten away with all the murders we just watched. However, that should be a massive Texas-wide inquiry. Missing patients from a state-run institution, multiple murders including several cops and no one investigated where the bodies went, or checked on that family as it was their boy that went missing. Massively fast change from hero to leatherface that does not feel believable at all, mixed with the decoy nonsense of Bud. This movie misses the mark. It seems like a lazy cash-in in a franchise that should never have been franchised in the first place. Too many murders out of five. Uh, yeah. I, on Letterboxd, I gave it a two out of five it was it was nonsense Uh, there's no need for this movie to be there it's in keeping with the rest of the kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels apart from the early 2000s remake that are quite nonsense although saying that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and uh, Next Generation were actually quite fun it's just there's no need for this movie I think what somebody should do if they've got the rights to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing why not do a remake of the original or just a sequel but filmed the exact same way as the original just that gritty indie dirty fucking hot sweaty 
way that the original was that was what made the original magic so do that see this highly polished fucking nice cinematography fancy effects it works in some movies but it doesn't work for Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's meant to be nasty it's meant to be gritty fucking go back to that yeah so yeah 2 out of 5 so that was Leatherface Scott's pick I like to think it was just a modern pick and Obviously, as we found out, it's not because you enjoyed the movie. No, no, not at all. No, no not at all. Just something. Sometimes I like to pick. I don't. I, you're picking films to try and get me to expand my, my horror knowledge. I'm just picking films uh, because because. Just to, to watch them. Just to watch them, eh? I'm 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 glad you picked it, and this isn't because I'm still so happy about last week's episode where you liked Invisible Man, and I've still got a wee bit of warmth for you. <laughs> uh, I like the fact you've picked this because I avoided it when it came out in the cinema. I avoided it when it came on Netflix. I had no interest in watching it, but I'm now glad that I did. So all my thoughts about it being shit are actually now at least founded thoughts that it is shit. Yeah. So thank you for picking it. No problem. You're most welcome. <laughs> Next week we're going to pick something that we both fucking hate just so we get back to the, the hatred for each other. <laughs> I'm going to have a look tonight and see what I'm going to pick for my next episode. Oh, it's, going to be a good, it's going to be good. I know it is already. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> hey, so we'll take a short break just now and then we'll be back to close out the show. What up, fuckers? It's Bam Margera here from Jackass and Viva La Bam and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. So, welcome back. Uh, have you been watching anything else, Scott, other than horrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre remix? Uh, I've still just been making my way through Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's on Netflix it's obviously it's not a horror but if you haven't watched it it's a fucking fantastic comedy sitcom so get into it Um, but I also watched uh, because I've been Night Shift I get a chance to like put on the horror channel between doing my my work and stuff so I'll be watching whatever they've got on through the night which by the way I fucking love that channel the the movies aren't always the best but just the the general channel just the the essence of it I love it Uh, but they had a movie on last night towards the the, the last movie they'd on called uh, Haunter um, right, and it's it's not very good. Oh, no. <laughs> so don't don't waste your time with it. However, they did have uh, they did have Wolf Cop two on at their nine o'clock premiere, but obviously I was working. It was too early in the shift for me to sit down, so I've got that taped on my box downstairs. So I'll, hopefully I'll get to watch that at some point. Yeah, the the first one was the business. I did the same uh, after you posted about it. Uh, I put it on record because I was like, how the fuck have the horror channel got Wolf Cop two? It's not it's not been out. It's not been released over here at all anywhere. Yeah, I was like, "Fucking well done, horror channel, yeah. man!" Yeah. So I did the same as you. I've recorded it, so hopefully I'll get into that. Not tonight because Arrow have finally sent me the Blu-ray Waterworld a special collection, a special edition. Oh my god, man! It's so good. It gets such a fucking bad rap, and I yeah. have no idea why. No, I mean either. Because Kevin Costner's excellent as a fish man. So it really <laughs> is, isn't he? Yes, it's a, it. I always watched it on a Sunday night when it would come on TV, like before I had school the next morning. So I loved just like I'd go to the bath. I hate the idea that I had school, but I would then sit up and just get comfy and just watch Waterworld for like the five hours that it's on. Uh, <laughs> I've always had nostalgic feelings for it and love it. So Lena's never seen it, and what? Kind of got, I know, I know. We've kind of got a thing that we we take each week where I'll I'll pick a movie that she's not seen that I really want her to see and we'll watch it and then the next week she'll pick a movie that I've not seen that she wants me to see 
Uh, so we try to stay on top of that. So tonight it's Waterworld, and she better fucking love it, or she better find somewhere else to live. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, I've not watched. So do you know what I did watch? What? Have you ever seen Crimson Peak? Uh, no, I, I had that taped a while ago when it first came on to Sky Sky Cinema, and I watched the start of it, but I never, I wasn't like in, in a position to pay attention to it all the way through, so I, I've not finished it yet. So no, I've not seen it. I picked up the the Blu-ray thing. Right, I love Guillermo del Toro. I love Shape of Water. I love fucking Kronos. I love Devil's Backbone. Oh, oh, Crimson Peak came out and any reviews I read kind of fucking slated it. So, stupidly, I, I just didn't watch it. I was like, ah, ghost story, gothic romance. Not really interested. Fuck it. And didn't watch it until the other night there. It's an excellent movie. It's fucking brilliant. It looks incredible. Yeah. And, oh, Four and a half out of five. Really? Is it creepy? Aye. The ghosts are done well. The actual story is excellent for Guillermo del Toro. There's actually quite a few scenes that you can then see a shape of water in. Right. So he's obviously then maybe took some of that into shape of water, but I I thought it was excellent. And the the collection itself is like a fucking 80 page hardbound book. It's, it looks, it looks excellent. And I'm, I'm gutted that I've took years to watch it, especially being such a fan of him. I don't know why I stayed away from it. Like, yeah. no matter what people say about it, I should still have watched it, but I was obviously just being a dickhead. So, uh, Crimson Peak picked that fucking uh, Blu-ray box set up because that is shit hot, man. Mm. Uh, I want to tell you all about a, a cocktail that I was drinking um, when I went away with Lauren the other week there. We went to a, a castle. I got her a an overnight for Christmas and we went and used it pretty much straight away and we went down to this wee quaint wee pub at the bottom of the road and we sat in uh, the wee bar and the barman was quite uh, quite cool in fact I think did I tell you did I tell you this in the episode last week about the girl who worked in that bar who was Texas and Mexi- from Texas and Mexico at the same time <laughs> yeah I think uh, I don't know if it was last week's episode yeah, or but I have, if it was I have the... mentioned it yeah yeah uh, well let me tell you this the, the barman was making as a cocktail that he or his friend had uh, Twisted. I think it was. I think it's a twist on a pina colada, but basically it is two parts Jaeger, one part coconut rum, one dash vanilla liqueur, fifty mils pineapple juice on the rocks in a rocks glass. Um, I, you, you can't remember what he called it. Surfers jizz or something like that. Or maybe that's what I'm. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, I think it, I remember it being actually quite nice. Uh, uh, everything else apart from the two parts Jaeger. See, that's the thing. So, it's, that's that's where the, that's where the the twist comes. Uh, I can't, I've put myself off Jaeger like years ago and nah I, I, I couldn't if it tastes like Jaeger I couldn't drink it well no because it doesn't it doesn't taste like Jaeger because it's got all the rest of the stuff in it I be if you still get a Jaeger taste it's like Sambuca if I put Sambuca anywhere near my mouth I will projectile vomit over anything and anyone near me yeah but Sambuca is a, a different entity altogether we used to go to Bamboo and it used to be a pound fifty a shot a Jaeger, it was actually maybe even a pound, and we'd done ten in a row one night, and I came home with someone's crutch, like an actual hospital crutch under my bed, and it means that some guy is still walking about, or was still walking about Glasgow, just going in circles, because he was missing one crutch, <laughs> or it was a guy that had stole a crutch for somebody else, and then I took it from him, but ever since that night, uh, Jaeger's just not my pal. I've got, I've got the logo tattooed in my leg, which was a stupid dare, but <laughs> I can't drink it now. <laughs> I feel sick thinking about it. 
The rest of the cocktail sounds nice. Can we yeah. replace Jaeger with something else? Yeah, well, if you'd replace Jaeger with something else, you'd just turn it back into a pina colada, so... Mm. Oh, no. What if you replaced it with... What's like Jaeger? Yosef Fritzl. <laughs> no, wait, that's what we call... What's, what's, the, what's the other thing? Yosef Myers? <laughs> Fucking random Fritzl reference there. <laughs> I've never heard a drink called a Yosef Fritzl. Yeah, you have. It's it's the it's the fake Jaeger that they sell sell in uh, it's like it's like Yosef something, and we just called them Fritzl bombs because it was they thought it was funny to make funny of somebody who kidnapped his daughter for eighteen years and pumped her. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny, but I can hand on heart say that I have never ever referred to it as a Fritzl bomb or <laughs> heard anyone referring to it as a Fritzl. Bomb. Maybe you just had ten Fritzl bombs in a row that night and forgot. <laughs> I should really check your basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so was it nice then? Uh, it was alright. The Jaeger made it disgusting. Uh, we should do a live stream and then drink them. But I get, we'll, we'll fill the Jaeger up with like Coke. The, nobody will, the update that's watching it, none of them will know that it's Coke. They'll still think it's the Yosef Fritzl. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody has been with us long enough and remember seeing our uh, Halloween live stream, they'll be expecting a lot more than us drinking Coke. <laughs> They'll be expecting us to do some coke. <laughs> yeah, we should actually, we should, not we should do, do coke, but we should do another live stream soon. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Is that, we do, actually, you, do you guys think that's a good idea? The listeners right now, tell us in the Facebook group, do you think that we should do another live stream, a no holes barred um, live stream? We won't dress up this time, but we will drink more than we did last time. And what? that last time was the only time in my life I ever thought I had to actually dig a five foot nine hole in my garden and Benny, <laughs> our, our, police, our policeman friend. <laughs> that night got out of hand, so yeah, bring on the live stream. Uh, just, this is actually a, a brilliant time to thank everybody, old listeners, new listeners. We have just broke the record for our, our best month of downloads uh, ever, and we are only fucking... We're still like 10 days away from the end of the month. So that is incredible. The Thank you for listening. And thank you if you've been telling your friends to listen. But we did. We were apprehensive at the end of last year thinking there was no way we would top 2018's numbers. But right now it looks like 2018's going to get made to look like a little... I can't say bitch now. Because it sounds derogatory. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it derogatory. But it's going to make 2018 just look like a little shit. <laughs> you're you're making uh, 2020 a really hard year for us, guys. So cheers for that. 2020 is definitely going to be the end of Scotland. Liam, <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep up. We can't keep up this momentum. That's the, this is now three weeks in a row we've actually released an episode. That is unheard of yeah. in the Scotland Liam world. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Come over on in the Facebook group or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, tell us what you think of the episode. Tell us what you think about us. Tell us if you have any experience uh, with munging and the likes. You can find us online at scottandliamversusevil.com. If you want to skip the middleman, you can go straight to um, soundcloud.com forward slash scottandliamversusevil. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scottandliamversusevil. You can get us on Twitter at scottandliamversus and you can get us on Instagram at scottandliamversusevil. If you want to old school email us, you can email us at scottandliamversusevil at hotmail.com. And if you want to be sneaky wee perverts and find out where we live, you can show up in our front gardens and play our music through our windows. 
Or you can just go to that little creepy trailer in Scott's back garden and hide out there with the bodies until we come investigating. That's it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm supposed to be a mute, but that ain't the truth. Love wearing my blue tie and hair. Just to let you know you're not the last one to go. I was the last one to want you gas for air. And I heard all her sighs, some fear in her eyes. But I took her life under range. And I rose to you, said, Yummy, you'll make a stay. Just been very threatened Oh, I see you cry